Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of More, a podcast designed to inspire, encourage and support women to make changes both big and small in their lives and this week we are talking about the power of storytelling. I'm Jo Merritt, I'm a wellness advocate for deterra essential oils, I'm a single mum to two teens and I live in Surrey just outside London in the UK and I'm here every week chatting with my lovely friend Serena. And I'm Serena, mummy of five and a body confidence and sexual empowerment coach. And I'm excited today that we are going to be talking about the power of storytelling because I'm actually in the process of putting together a collaboration book all about the power of self-love and how it can support yourself um, in that healing process. This is so cool. I'm loving this. I'm really excited as <laughs> it well. It sounds so cool as well. The power of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a powerful tool. Um, so if anybody's ever tried journaling, they, they'll know exactly, you know, when they're writing down their thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings that getting something down on paper mm-hmm. can really help you to get that clarity and focus on where you're going in life or what your goals are and, and things like that. And so at Love Thy Body Project, we had decided that we would put together a collaboration book for women. There's 25 women that will take part and they'll be able to share their own journeys. Um, at the same time as being able to support other people when, who are reading mm. that book, they're actually going to be taking a healing journey on their own um, self-love journey. So they'll be able to find out why it was that they were feeling that way in the first place and how yeah. far they've come along. So it's just a great, great process. I've done it twice. Um, and I know that you've written as well. Um, I have, yeah. And that power of of writing, it's it's just something you can't really like put into words, is it? It's, oh, it's you immense. just covered so many areas. We need to unpick this bit by bit. Okay, you've let's literally go. Done. You've just given our audience a smorgasbord of subjects <laughs> for discussion. So, first of all, why is it powerful to tell your story? Are you asking me? <laughs> I think I'm thinking out loud, but I'd like you to start me off. I think it's powerful because you you have so much going on in your mind that getting it out onto paper yeah. and seeing it there in black and white yeah. kind of helps you to really pinpoint where you're going. I completely agree. I have a monkey mind and I I actually didn't understand the power of this for a long time. I, I would have ridiculed that. I would have thought, why would I need to write something down when I'm perfectly capable of knowing what I'm thinking? But you don't. You truly don't. You're exactly right. You get it down and it's like it's like something crystallizes. You know, it's clarification or you can sort the wheat from the chaff, you know? Exactly, yeah. And like you could be like proper down on yourself about something for ages and ages and ages and when you actually start to write and if you can write you know in flow if you can write without fear of judgment if you can just write what your brain is 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 like you know like sticking out and I always say sticking out sticking out on that paper if you can just go for it (laughs) and you read it back you can see actually the thing that you think is holding you back or the thing that you that you feel has somehow stopped you from getting to where you want to be it couldn't, it might not even be that thing. It could be right. something completely different. And it's just right. that power of being able to paper. It's a therapy in, in, in such, isn't it, that you can do yourself? 
Yes, it is. And I've been doing series um, to go onto um, my YouTube channel and within my community, just uh, an eight week series on self-love and different elements. And I actually interviewed somebody um, the other day, a beautiful, beautiful lady who uses um, journal therapy within her work. Um, and the way that she described it was just was just immense I, I was just like you know you, when you're just sitting there listening to somebody you don't even want to interrupt them yeah oh I want to watch this one tell us when it's out <laughs> I shall I shall yeah keep posted on that so okay so that's what it does for you as the storyteller so yes. what does it do for the listener although I kind of know the answer to this because people that have shared I mean I've just learned so much from understanding and reading and learning about other people's experiences yeah, absolutely. And it could be that you're feeling alone. Um, you're not quite thinking that other people are going through the same thing as you. And it might not be that they're going through exactly the same thing as you because we're all uniquely different. However, there will be elements of other people's stories mm. that will resonate with you. And to be yeah. able to pick up a book and know that you're not alone, that these pe- there's people out there who have gone through what you're going through but come out the other side and have somehow managed to when you're in that deep dark moment where you think there's no hope that they've found their light and you can see that glimmer of hope that actually if they can do it so can I because they're just normal regular people yeah right right but I think you've hit the nail on the head there because I was about to ask you how do you convince someone who thinks they're nothing special to tell their story Yeah, exactly. And these books, this is why I wanted to do this book, because I've collaborated in books where it's just been normal, regular mums who are are trying to build a business and look after their families. And you can see the power of that story because, you know, they've gone through something. They thought that they've not been able to achieve what they wanted to achieve. Something's clicked. They've gone for it and they've come out the other side. And it's just a powerful tool. So self-love's the same, right? it's yeah. exactly the same yeah. absolutely definitely and, yeah and I think with any anything that's happening to you in life you've got a story to tell people like where we've been um submitting we've been asking for submissions people have been messaging me and they've been saying I don't think my story is worthy of telling right I'm right. like why would you think that because they're kind of thinking they're nothing special they're just like everyone else and they assume that everybody's cracked it all and they all know it and whereas we're learning all the time from what we hear from other people what you know the experiences that others share with us that's how we learn as humans really isn't it yeah absolutely we do um and we we share from our we learn from our mistakes as well right mm god yeah, yeah. and our, our mistakes can teach other people yeah, I've made loads. <laughs> yeah, Everyone's me too. Everyone's always looking at me and going, not doing it like that. <laughs> so, yeah, I just think that storytelling is just a, a wonderful, a wonderful experience. We all love an autobiography, right? We all love to get and delve in deep into our favourite celebrities' lives. You know what? And... It goes so, so much further back than this. When I was at university... I uh, studied English literature and I did my thesis on the um, history of the fairy tale. Now, fairy tales originated with folk tales and folk tales are basically sitting around the fire telling a story. Absolutely. And it can be a make-believe story. It could have been a related um, account of events that had happened to them, their parents, their grandparents. But we've all learned from that. There's morals in stories. There's there's advice. There's don't do it this way, do it that way. You know, learn from what I've done. And, and that's that goes back, well, as long as humans. Yeah. It's a thing, isn't it? Like, have you, has anybody ever, like, just picked up a book and just gone, oh, my God, 
this is so me because I've done it. I've picked up yeah. a book and, and I haven't been able to put it down. I've had to read from like front cover to back cover um, and just keep going and going and going because I just wanted to like absorb everything that was written down and, and take it all in. And you know what else I've noticed? I don't have to like something or somebody to learn from it. In fact, no. sometimes it's actively the opposite. I can really not like somebody I'm reading about or, you know, an article or a magazine. I can think, oh, I found that person really annoying their whole career. But I'm still taking from it, you know? Yeah. Yes. And I think... It's really interesting. The, the celebrities have a way of being able to put their story. They have obviously have a lot of um, people around them that can help them. And exposure, they, right. And, yeah, yeah and, and the exposure to get their story out. But when you see where some of those celebrities have come from in the first instance, right. when they're sharing that story, even if you don't like what they're telling yeah, you in the book yeah. at the beginning with, when you're delving into that that history and, and where they've come from, you kind of start to get to know that person, right? And you kind of start yeah. to get to understand why they may have been doing the things that they've been doing throughout sure. their career that you're seeing sure. on TV. Yeah. Um, and that's their way of getting their story out. That's their way of putting... Like, okay, I'm I'm going to put a stop to this whatever's happening in the media because people need to know my story and and it's a great way for them to express it. And I think normal people think that that is just a celebrity thing and that they right. shouldn't share their story. They've... Again, literally, you preempted what I was going to say. Do you think the world that we live in today, the age of celebrity, and also the age of kind of not even celebrity, but just like anybody can be a bloody celebrity, can't they? Let's face it, with Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. Do you think it's made it harder for the ordi- what we call the ordinary person to feel like they have worth in their, in their storytelling? I think social media definitely um, puts what's the word I'm looking for like you know it makes us think maybe we shouldn't because we're not quite living up to that person you know, yeah that ideal person um and it can dampen our our mindset and and put that negative voice in that inside we have our heads like we've got nothing to offer like what could yeah. I possibly say look at that person who's got 27,000 followers or you know 152,000 followers like I can't possibly compete with that but exactly. I've noticed I've said things and I can have you know a few hundred followers and I still get people who would say god that really resonated with me yeah absolutely and the same with me I I have I'll put out something and I'll think to myself well I've only had like you know 10 likes or something on there or I've only had a couple of comments but then I start getting inboxes um where I suppose people don't want to pop it onto the onto their profile because they don't want their friends seeing that they've popped it on there and they'll inbox me and they'll say what you've just written absolutely resonates Same. with me. Yeah. I, like you've just really helped me out today. Like and you've made my day. It. We hear it over and over, don't we? When somebody's telling a story, like, I heard Joe Wicks talking the other day on the fact that he'd been doing this X number of weeks with P with Joe, and he wanted to talk about it. He just said, "If I if I impact one person, I think we all say it, don't we? I think if we, we can make a difference to one person's life." that's all that matters it doesn't yeah. need to impact thirty thousand people it doesn't we don't need to have you know hundreds of likes on a post if you can if you can impact somebody for the for the better for the positive then you've you've done your job basically yeah absolutely and i was just interviewing um leona burton who is the um ceo of mib international and um we were just talking about business and how how people can grow in confidence with their business um and she said exactly the same thing like because I asked her she's got um there's over 100 members of staff that she that she takes care of and I said to her how does that make you feel like you know knowing that you've got all of these people who you're 
you're, you're needing to lead. And she actually said that, you know, I just take it like as, you know, it didn't start that way. I had one person yeah. and then I had two people. And so I've just taken it as that person is, you know, now able to empower another person. And so all of the time that we're growing, those people are leading and um, growing their own communities. Yeah. And I'm just kind of there making sure that it's all, all those balls are juggled and all of that kind of stuff. But that it doesn't phase her that she's got that many staff because she, she, she comes and she asks for our support and our help and she'll ask us for ideas. She's not there just leading the way and it's all on her. Like, no, when people tend to um, accumulate gatherings and followers like that, you forget that they're not on mass. They're not a mass body. Every person's still an individual. You're yeah. still impacting every individual as a single person. And that's not intimidating at all. You know, that's, that comes back to the theory. If you're scared to stand up and talk in front of a crowd, but you're not scared to stand and talk to one person, you're only addressing one person many times. That's all you're doing. You, they yeah, say absolutely. that you've only got certain states in life. You, you, your three states in life are sitting sitting standing and talking or something I think that's what they say and so in other words if you can stand and talk to the butcher you can stand and talk to a room of 200 people because it's just a person multiplied absolutely yeah yeah I agree with that so where does it can be a scary thing it can be (laughs) scary but to remember that does help it helped me tremendously with my public speaking so where does the boundary come where do you cross the line from from storytelling and oversharing okay because when do you get to the point where you think nobody will, like, how do you know when no one wants to listen to you, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, when no, I, yeah, I get that. Talking? I don't know. I, I, that scares me as well with my social Does media. Um, yeah, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing my lives and people say, like, when you're, when you're in a business, you need to be showing up, you need to be showing up on a daily basis. Yeah. And I'm always, like, like cautious, like, am I am I going live too often do people actually (laughs) want to see my face so I do I do like question myself and I do have that even even though I'm a confident person I still worry that maybe I'm I'm oversharing or I'm repeating myself but sometimes you need that repetitivity right that's the right word did I say that right I don't know if I said that right Um, yeah (laughs) now it's gonna be one of those words we don't know if it's right um but I, I do feel like when I was writing, when I wrote my story in in the book, I wanted to make sure that what I was writing um, was OK for my family. So yeah. I went I wrote my story. I went back and I spoke to the people who were important because obviously it's not just affecting me sharing that story, that story. Although it's my story to tell, yes, there are elements of it that will affect other people. Of course. Um, and so when I wrote my part for that story, I went back to my family and I said, this is what I'm proposing to put into the book. Can you have a read? Let me know if there's anything that you feel that you wouldn't like to see in there. Because um, I was writing about my mum and okay. I was writing and my mum wasn't alive anymore. My mum had passed. And so I wanted to make sure my brother and my sister and my dad sure. were okay with me writing about my mum in the book because she didn't have she wasn't there to tell me no like, you can't write about me <laughs> don't write about me I know. um and so I I made sure that when I was writing that I wasn't in that way I wasn't oversharing yeah. stuff that was gonna harm other people and their beliefs or or what they feel inside do you ever find you embellish a story what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Tell me what that means. So when my daughter tells a story, she doesn't do it so much now as she used to. She would embellish it. So she would make it a slightly more glamorised version of the truth. Oh, right. Yes. And then I would suddenly cotton on and I'd go, 
that bit wasn't true, was it? And she'd go, no, it just sounded a bit boring. (laughs) (laughs) But she'd laugh about it. She wasn't trying to hide anything. She just got carried away with telling a story. And it's not the same as outwardly lying. It's just kind of like putting a gloss on it. Yeah. No, I not in the story that I wrote in the book I didn't. I kept no, that I mean as raw as possible. However, but in yeah, in general, if I'm telling people a little story, there might be a little extra added on to that <laughs> story. A flourish. I want it to be really good. I want it to be really good. So, especially you know, with my friends. You don't have to change features of a story to embellish a story. You might leave things out. I like the word embellish. I, I wouldn't. Have, I, I mean, I wouldn't have put that that way. I would, that's why I asked what you meant. But yeah. I'm, I'm loving that word because I think when we t- this is I have read this once when you, there is no universal truth because as soon as somebody relays a story, they always have an opinion or a slant that makes it a slightly different version to what actually yes. happened or what somebody else saw you know that yes. whole perspective like if you see a man attacking a lady you might not see the perspective from somebody else who realizes he's just stopped to getting run over by a bus so he's just knocked her to the floor you know that yeah it depends where you're stood so I'm just thinking you know when we tell a story we never we can never relay absolute truth it's no exactly it's only our own truth right that we're telling of course absolutely yeah from your perspective and what you bring to it you bring your own prejudices to something you bring your own um, viewpoints and and you can only ever relay what you've experienced yes and it's like when you're with a group of friends as well isn't it if you're with a group of friends and you're out and about and somebody walks in there and there's one person that maybe you know they don't like her very much mm-hmm. or they don't get on with her and she'll walk in and they'll say something about that person but that's their own perspective on that person. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the other people sitting there feel that, that way. However, usually those people will go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like because they don't want to, do, do you get what I mean? They I don't do. want to I say to that other person. But this is what I find so interesting person. about storytelling. Because storytelling, you might identify with it, but you might not identify with it this time next week. You might not have identified with it three years ago. Like, you you can only ever come to somebody's experience or a story with, with what where you're at in the moment at that yeah. time, right? Yeah, because we grow, we grow and we develop and we evolve. And and so something that was like my story in, I've wrote yeah. in two books. So my story in the first book, um, now I've learned from what I've written and the things that were bothering me in that book or the things that I were writing about that were upsetting me, I've learned how to deal with those things. So yeah. they don't upset me or they don't bother me in the way that they did as I was writing it. Um, and so your story continues. Yeah, I think that's why it's so important to not stop. I think it's really important to keep to keep the telling and retelling of a story because you bring different things to it and also other people as life goes on, you meet new people and somebody may take from that that you didn't know that person 10 years ago when you originally were telling that story. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I imagine, you know, talking to my friends or talking to people about my my separation and divorce now will not have the same resonance as it will in 10 years' time because I will be in a different place. You know, things will be different for me. So my perspective will have changed. Yeah, absolutely. And the same going back with the storytelling and the different perspectives that people have. That's like um, myself, my brother and my sister. We all have different versions of what happened to us when we were children or how we lived as children um, because we saw it through our own eyes. Mm -hmm. We're seeing it through different eyes. So you hear it happen a lot with siblings, don't you? People remember yes. things completely differently from their childhood or the way they felt they were treated or from their positioning in the family. You know, every, everybody's got a different slant on that. Yeah. So you can experience the exact same thing yeah. there. Yeah. But you're seeing it completely different. And we argue about it as brother and sisters. 
um you know because my brother is younger a little bit younger um me and my sister saw it we're, we're more similar into what we saw and my brother's like no because I think he was just a little bit too young at the time or whatever <laughs> so like it is it is just bizarre how how a story can change but it's really like, it can be really extremely bizarre so I've recently um made contact with somebody I knew at university and we have a completely different memory of something completely different he's like no no I I, I was um had too much to drink and then I walked back with you and I'm like no you didn't you threw up and went home and then I met you <laughs> like, he's like no I didn't and, like, we have a completely different viewpoint of what happened and I yeah. don't understand how that can happen I know it's to do with people's memories but I think it's also to do with maybe what you want to remember about something and what you yeah want. Uh, this is when I say about embellishing like you know it doesn't even have to be conscious it can be a subconscious retelling that's completely different because that's the way you want it to have been yeah absolutely and that's that's true isn't it our, our subconscious mind it absorbs everything that's happening and then it mm. will go need that need that or that word sticks with me. They think this. Of yeah. Me. Oh, I don't oh, that need that. I don't need Just, that bit. That didn't happen. Yeah. And <laughs> you tend to you tend to keep in your brain the negative things, the the things that like you're like, oh, that person said I'm this, so I must be this. Um. Whereas the the silly little bits, the, the bits like where you were having fun or whatever, yeah. they tend to like they last for a, a bit. Then they oh, I don't need that anymore, and they go. Um, it's really weird how that works. It's a bit like Chinese whispers, isn't it? Yeah, like exactly where by the like time that. you've got you've got to the end, it's oh, a it's completely different version. <laughs> so fascinating. I didn't have any idea where this was gonna take us today. We just meandered through a Japanese forest or something. I don't know. It's, it's really cool. I love it. Absolutely brilliant. Fabulous. Okay, uh, until next time, ladies, why don't you go and get more? Bye.